This post-debate analysis episode is brought to you by our faithful, loyal, generous patrons on Patreon.com. If you, too, would like to produce this episode and episodes like it, go to dollamore.com slash Patreon and sign up. The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Dollamore. Welcome to the show, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Episode 698 of I Doubt It with Dollamore. I am your host, Jesse Dollamore, joined today by the fatigued, lovely, scholarly, talented Brittany Page. Well, I think we actually need to come <laughs> clean because, well, our predictions about this debate were that it was going to go smoothly, there was going to be respect. Yeah. People were going to be cordial to one another. <laughs> And boy, were we wrong. It was actually kind of a shit show. Speak for yourself on those predictions. I mean, who would have thought that (laughs) was coming, right? Well, let me say this. You know we didn't say that, right? You know that we have been lamenting for weeks that this was going to take place. But it went even worse than I suspected it would. You think it was even worse? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because, I mean, it's exactly what I expected from Donald Trump. Biden actually performed better than I thought he would. And uh, Chris Wallace was a goddamn useful idiot for the GOP. And not because he works for Fox. Usually he's, you know, relatively even-handed. Yeah. He was just fucking outmatched Mm -hmm. by the chicanery of Donald Trump the entire goddamn time. Yeah. I... If I had to rank the losers in the debate, I think I would put Chris Wallace at the top. Mm, I was going to say the American people. (laughs) (laughs) Mostly just because Chris Wallace was flustered. He was exhausted by the end. It ended very abruptly, actually, the debate. It just kind of... Donald Trump was still talking and going on a a rally rant. And Chris Wallace was like, that's the end. So we're going to end it. And we're thank you yeah. to both. Well, he was staring into the camera as if to give his sign off. Yeah. And Donald Trump still just fucking jawing and rambling. Yeah. It was a very, I mean, listen, you expect shit show performances when Donald Trump is in, I- involved. You don't expect a smooth anything with Donald Trump. You don't expect it to be conventional. You don't expect it to be organized or informational. But this was a different this was different. Yeah. Uh, this and I don't think this was strategy on Donald Trump's part. I think oh, he no. was This is who he is. Just a fucking just a chaotic character. Yeah, it's just who he is. It was like he was at a rally. That's yeah. exactly what it was. Well, it's that kind of goes into what I was going to say, which is I think he's used to being president. Hmm. He's used to the bully pulpit where if questions happen, they happen on the White House grounds where he's the boss. He's got the home turf advantage. When you're on a debate stage and you're seen as an equal, Mm -hmm. not president of the United States of America, you know, he's, he didn't handle it well. He didn't know how to fucking do it. And 
Joe Biden, to his credit, didn't do that thing we saw him do over and over and over again in the Democratic debates where he, the time comes up and he's like, oh, okay, okay, so, okay, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Mm -hmm. He just shuts down and follows the rules. He wasn't uh, an abusive dickhole like Donald Trump was. But uh, I think that was a good approach, by the way. There were times where Joe Biden, I think he started treating Donald Trump like he was just a an insect on the stage with him, yeah. where he wasn't even looking over at him. He wasn't making eye contact with him. And he started even speaking about him, like not directly speaking to him, but speaking about him as though he wasn't in the room. Yeah, yeah. And I think that was a really strong approach, especially because Donald Trump was behaving as a petulant child and also he does not like to be dismissed right and yeah. and so there's really nothing that you can do once he gets to that point aside from cutting the mic now we'll get to that in a second because i actually want to get back to chris wallace there were several issues that i had number one chris wallace with his rigid adherence insisting on these segments okay if the segments aren't gonna work yeah you gotta be flexible bro well, well, I, I would add this. If you're going to adhere to the segments, then the rules for the segments need to apply equally across to both candidates. And he just let Donald Trump fucking run roughshod over the whole night. Let him do whatever the fuck he wanted. Right. And he was even trying to appease him by saying things like, Mr. President, you're going to like this one. You're going to like this one. We're yeah. going to talk about law and order like you would a kid. Yeah. Susie, you're going to like this. I have a chocolate for you yeah, if you come yeah. and do the dishes. I mean, it was the same exact thing. But he's talking to the president of the United States that he's trying to invite in to act reasonable wasn't working, wasn't happening, but he kept trying. There were times where he even shared in Joe Biden's frustration. Yeah, of, well, I've got clips of that. Yeah. yeah, of feeling confused about everything that was going on. There were questions that he was going to ask both of them that he ended up only asking Joe Biden because he got so flustered that he couldn't remember to ask and it of Trump. important questions that needed to be asked and answered by Donald Trump that didn't get the airtime. Mean, uh, mainly, uh, what is it? I've got it here. Uh, why you? Why you, Donald Trump, <laughs> for another four years? He he asked Joe Biden why you, yeah. but didn't get to it. And we'll, we'll get to that. But it was just for sure the loser of the evening of the three gentlemen on stage was, was Chris Wallace. And also, let me say this. Um, Donald Trump fucking failed. He did not oh, come yeah. across. I mean, it... Even, I mean, Dana Bash called it a shit show yeah. on air yeah. on CNN afterward. Yeah. And this is another criticism I had of, of Chris Wallace. And there's going to be others as we listen to the clips here. But several times he was like, all right, and gentlemen, I expect not to be interrupted, gentlemen. Yeah. Well, you're only talking to one dude because Joe Biden's not interrupting, brother. Right. It was, to call it a lackluster performance is an understatement. And 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 listen, there's going to be a lot of people, including Chris Wallace, who are like, well, it was it's hectic up there, and you don't know what it's like, and blah, blah, blah. If you're not up to the task, don't take the fucking job. Yeah. And he was clearly, clearly not up to the task. And you mentioned something about cutting the mic. Mm -hmm. That needs to be a strategy, a strategy going forward that's Absolutely. employed, is if Donald Trump won't shut his fucking mouth, you cut his mic off. 
to where he's not an impediment to the to the action. And it's not about he's going to say that's unfair, but you agree to the rules. Yeah. And Chris Wallace had to stop everything and remind him your campaign agreed to these rules and you need to abide by these rules. Yeah. He was a child having to be reminded of what the rules were. I wrote I wrote um, early on. Trump disgruntled Biden happy. Mm. That was the impression right away. There was not a smile on his fucking face the entire time. He had this dour, sour puss on his face. Yeah. And Biden smiling throughout, even throughout the attacks. And it wasn't like just a plastered plastic fucking smile on his face. He seemed to be relaxed. He seemed to be uh, in charge. Yes. Yeah. Now, was he a superstar performer? No. Absolutely not. Were there things that he did wrong? 100%. Kathy, and we'll get to those things for sure. One thing I want to talk about is myself because I... You were stressed out too. I was stressed out. I was live tweeting on the the Twitter account at I Doubt It Podcast. You were not tweeting from my account, which is at Dollamore. No, you were tweeting from your own account. I was tweeting from the at I Doubt It Podcast account. And then the at Brittany E. Page account <laughs> was just completely left alone and, and neglected. It was. You see that surreptitious promotion of the of the accounts, Brittany? I, I did. Thank Wild. you. Wild. I appreciate that. Um, but it was tough. There were times I'm trying to l- type out the the quotes as they're talking, and I type pretty fast. And we don't have a DVR because we're no. st- we, we we cut the cord year I mean half a decade ago. Yeah, I I type pretty fast. You can attest to this, but eh. it was still no match. I'm joking. It you was type very it was fast. no match for the talking. There were I would get like halfway through a quote and then have to delete it. But well, also because Donald Trump's you know. Inserting, yeah, inserting his fucking pig face in words all over everything. So it's <laughs> hard too. to it's, yeah. it's hard to get the quote right. For sure. But it was actually a good time. And that's something we're going to continue to do. So if you didn't join us, there were many people who were liking, retweeting, engaging with the tweets. We would love for you to join us on debate night because we are on the Twitter. We're on the Facebook page. We're on the Twitter. What do you mean? <laughs> we're on the Twitter. And <laughs> and we... We've it, got one of those Facebook accounts. Listen, it's tough to... Once in- you get done getting off my lawn, <laughs> follow me on the Twitter. It's tough to endure <laughs> what we all just endured, but it's easier when you do it together. Yeah, well, let, let, let me say this. Um... It is it, Twitter, especially, or as Brittany Page would call it, the Twitter. <laughs> don't don't start attaching that to my full name. <laughs> I say it. That's how I how say it. How dare you? In, on YouTube, all the time, I said I'm on the Twitter. I'm on anyway. I uh, it, 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 Twitter's a good community. It is. Yeah, you know, I mean, you can really curate what you see. I see a lot of trash because I follow a, a Trump a Trump feed that shows me everything Donald Trump sees, which is a fucking horror show. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, Anyway, it's a good time. So do, do follow us there. We do have one voicemail before we get to uh, our uh, the, 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 the furtherance of our analysis. Hey, Jesse, Brittany. Um, this is Michael calling from North Bend. Uh, first time, long time. Uh, one of the things about the debate that stood out to me was when uh, Trump was asked to renounce white supremacy. And his response was to the Proud Boys saying... Um, stand back and stand guard or something like that. Stand back and stand by. 
What a dick, this fucking guy. <laughs> um, I don't know what else to say. There was a lot of points that uh, that, that came across tonight, and uh, that was one of them that just really stood out to me as as just a fucking whistle uh, a whistleblower, not a whistleblower, a dog whistle blower. There you go. Anyways, <laughs> love you guys. Bye. Donald Trump is definitely a dog whistle blower. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Yes. Thanks, Michael, for the call. Actually, that's one of the moments we we're gonna. That is one of the moments we're gonna cover. Yeah, we're, we're we're less than an hour. We're recording right now, fewer than sixty minutes after the debate, so it's quick turnaround. Yeah, we really tried to get this turned around, but that is one of the moments. This is the quote from it. Boys, stand back and stand by. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Somebody's got to do something about Antifa and the left. That was a moment where he was going, you want me to you want me to disavow them? You want me to condemn them? All right, stand back, stand by. You want Proud Boys? Stand back, stand by. Well, I'll tell you what, Antifa and the radical left, he failed. He missed the moment. He refused, more appropriately, he refused to condemn white supremacy and white supremacist groups like the Proud Boys. And by the way, they're fucking running with it right now. They're all over online like, yeah, aye, aye, Mr. President. We're going to stand back and we're going to stand by waiting for your orders. This is... Yeah, one known social media account for the group actually has made stand back, stand by part of its new logo. Yeah. So the message has been received. And I, I exactly actually, right. I want to read a thread from Kathleen Ballou. And she wrote... No, noted expert on white supremacist groups. White power movements, yeah. She wrote a book called Bring the War Home. So she's definitely someone that you should follow on Twitter at Kathleen underscore Ballou, B-E-L-E-W. And she tweeted a thread here, R-E, stand back and stand by. People who work in monitoring and de-radicalization and otherwise studying white power groups are sounding red alerts and sending emergency signals about increasing violence from now through the election and after regardless of the winner. This is a movement that has sought not only poll intimidation, although it has done that, but also mass major casualties. There is no reason to think that strategy will change. We are talking about the movement responsible for the Oklahoma City bombing, the largest deliberate mass casualty on American soil between Pearl Harbor and 9-11, yet we don't remember it was the work of a movement. And even though we don't remember, this is a movement that has been using online social network activism since 1983-84, that has repeatedly targeted people and infrastructure, that has continued largely unconfronted. We are decades, if not generations, into this problem. A green light like stand back and stand by is catastrophic. Coming from the President of the United States. So thanks for the call, Michael. We're for sure going to get to that moment, which happened to be about 71 minutes into the debate. Let's get to some of these clips. So, from bell to bell, this thing was an absolute shit show. As Dan and Bash said, a total nightmare. There was a moment in the beginning that I was a little worried that some of our more left-leaning friends would have a problem with. And that was when Donald Trump was trying to pin extremist, what he considers extremist policies onto Joe Biden. And Joe Biden's like, I'm not even for that. I'm not for um making um, private insurance illegal and, and kicking everyone off their private insurance. And Donald Trump's trying to attach that to him because Donald Trump has run the, he, he's been running this campaign lately. 
or since the beginning, which is he didn't think he was actually running against a candidate. He was running against an idea. He's running against socialism. He's running against Venezuela. He's running against the squad. Now he's actually running against a candidate, Joe Biden, who isn't a far-left socialist or a a left-leaning anything. He's a middle-of-the-road corporate Democrat, and you can't pin that shit on him, especially when you're on the stage with him. Well, and this is a this has been a, a consistent struggle for Donald Trump, where he's trying to paint Joe Biden as a radical leftist, while at the same time telling him that he's losing the support of the radical left. So yeah. is he like the leader of the radical left or <laughs> is he losing the support of the radical left at every turn? And he'll say this in one breath. He'll say that he's a radical leftist and then in the next say that he's losing the support of the radical left. So Literally he, that happened in the debate a couple times. Yeah, it's just what what can you decide where you're going to go with this argument? You also they run the same issue with calling him like his brain is melting away, that he's senile and he can't manage himself. He, somebody has to wipe his ass for him. But then he also memorizes all the questions at a town hall and memorizes all the answers he's going to give. Right. You know, I mean, come on, you can't be bold. You can't have it both ways. Here's the moment of I thought that the left would get a little angry because Joe Biden said, that's not me. And then Joe uh, D- D- Donald Trump says, well, that's your party. And Joe Biden retorts with, I am the Democratic Party right now. Right. There aren't 100 million people with pre-existing conditions. As far as the say is concerned, the people already had their say. They Okay, Justice Ginsburg said very powerfully, very strongly, at some point, 10 years ago or so, she said a president and the Senate is elected for a period of time. But a president's elected for four years. We're not elected for three years. I'm not elected for three years. So we have the Senate. We have a president. He's elected to the next During that period of time, during that period of time, we have an opening. I'm not elected for three years. I'm elected for four years. The and the 100 million people, Joe, the 100 million people is totally wrong. I don't know where you got that number. The bigger problem that you have is that you're going to extinguish 180 million people with their private health care, that they're very That's happy That's simply with. not true. Well, you're certainly going, going to socialists. You're going to socialists. We're now into open discussion. Open discussion. Open discussion. Yes, I agree. Go ahead, Vice President. Number one, uh, he, he knows that uh, what I proposed. What I proposed is that uh, we expand Obamacare and we increase it. We do not wipe any. And one of the big debates we had with 23 of my colleagues trying to win the nomination that I won, we're saying that Biden wanted to allow people to have private insurance still. They can. They do. They will under my proposal. It's not what you've said. But and it's not what your party is, has said. That is simply Your party a doesn't say it. Your party wants simple. to go socialist Medicine My party is and me. Socialist right now, I am and the they're going to dominate party. you, Joe. You know that. I am the Democratic Party right now. The platform of the Democratic Party Harris. is what I, in fact, approved of. What I approved of. That is a strong answer. A good answer. In this moment, in the setting of a debate against Donald Trump, that is what needed to be said because... It separates this nebulous idea of socialist Democrat policies from the actual candidate and what he stands for. Mm -hmm. Obviously, after the election, once we do have a Joe Biden presidency, 
I believe it is all our jobs as voters, as Americans, to push the party left, to actually try to influence the kind of policies that we'd like to see. But first, we got to get fucking Joe Biden elected. Yeah, and I... I don't know how this works. I don't know how he's been so successful at pulling the wool over so many people's eyes. Um, I mean, I, it was clearly just a, a fucking a, an apparition on stage of, of what he'd like, like a, a tough man. But he wasn't. It was just chaos and stupidity. Right. Yeah. I don't know how anyone can walk away from watching that debate and think that Donald Trump <laughs> is a person to take seriously. I, I mean, would it, I would love to know what went on on Fox News tonight. Mm. Because also, they can't readily shit on Chris Wallace because that's their colleague. Right, right. Well... They're, they're kind of caught, caught between... Because it wasn't Joe Biden that was throwing Chris Wallace off his game. Yeah. I mean, what, what's Fox News going to say? Yeah, for sure. I... I think that tucker carlson probably doesn't care about that and that's just based on history with fox news i know shep smith largely left because of a conflict that he had with tucker carlson being kind of the last straw of a guest that they had on the tucker carlson show that was insulting judge andrew napolitano and they kind of had this infighting and speaking of that shepherd smith show premieres tomorrow the 30th first day on cnbc we have added it to our tv package we have have changed our package to have cnbc for shep smith he's replacing the second airing of shark tank i believe (laughs) so sorry to all the shark tank viewers they're they're really scraping the bottom of the barrel there and you can be expecting more shepherd smith clips on the yeah. show. Oh, for sure. I'm, yeah. We're very happy he's back. Yes, very much. So anyway, it was about 40, 30. The, 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 there was a weird technical glitch at the beginning of the debate where for like three or four or five minutes, nothing was happening. And I started the recording right at six. So mm-hmm. uh, roughly 40 minutes in, Chris Wallace finally got to the $750 in taxes that Donald Trump paid for 2016 and 2017. And it went about as terribly as you would expect. Mr. President, as you well know, there's a new report that in 2016, the year you were elected president, and 2017, your first year as president, that you paid $750 a year in federal income tax each of those years. I know that you pay a lot of other taxes, but I'm asking you the specific question. Is it true that you paid $750 in federal income taxes each of those two years? I paid millions of dollars in taxes, millions of dollars of income tax. And let me just tell you, there was a story in one of the papers. That I paid, your tax I paid $38 million one year. I paid $27 million Show us your tax returns. I went... Uh, You'll see it as soon as it's finished. You'll see it. You know, if you want to do, go to the Board of Elections. There's a 118-page or so report that says everything I have, every bank I have, I'm totally under-leveraged because the assets are extremely good. And we have a very, we have a, I built a great company. I'm asking you a specific question, which is. Let me tell you. I I understand all of that. I I understand all of that. No, Mr. President, I'm asking you a question. Will you tell us how much you paid in federal income taxes in 2016 and 2017? Millions of dollars. You paid millions of dollars? Millions of dollars. So not 700 Millions of dollars. And you'll get to see it. And you'll get to see it. But let me just tell you, Chris, let me just say something, that it was the tax laws. I don't want to pay tax. Before I came here, 
I was a private developer. I was a private business people. Like every other private person, unless they're stupid, they go through the laws, and that's what it is. He passed a tax bill that gave us all these privileges for depreciation and for uh, tax credits. We build the building and we get tax credits like the hotel on Pennsylvania Avenue. You get okay. a massive, which, by the way, was given to me by the Obama administration, if you can believe that. Now, the man got fired no, 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 no. right Look, after that happened. But Vice President a- Biden, you want to respond? So the purpose of Chris Wallace's question, in which he distinguished between federal income tax and other taxes, is because of this new reporting that came out from the New York Times that shows that Donald Trump is a terrible business person who has just had tremendous, in his words, losses year after year after year. It's a tasty, tasty treat. That reporting. That he's in financial ruin and that most Americans are paying more in taxes every year than he does. And Tasty treat. the reason <laughs> that he, Chris Wallace, separated, again, federal income tax from other taxes is that in this New York Times reporting, they requested comments and the lawyer for the Trump organization, Alan Garten, responded and said, quote, over the past decade, President Trump has paid tens of millions of dollars in personal taxes to the federal government, including paying millions in personal taxes since announcing the candidacy in 2015. And the New York Times provides commentary on this and says, quote, with the term personal taxes, however, Mr. Garten appears to be conflating income taxes with other federal taxes Mr. Trump has paid. Social Security, Medicare, and taxes for his household employees. Mr. Garten also asserted that some of what the president owed was, quote, paid with tax credits, a misleading characterization of credits which reduce a business owner's income tax bill as a reward for various activities like historic preservation. Yeah. So he, again, didn't answer the question. Shifty language meant to cloud the issue. Right. I appreciate the attempt from Chris Wallace to do that. But for me, it was kind of just uh, an opportunity for Donald Trump to lie yeah, and spread his lies because yeah, he yeah. wasn't challenged immediately in the moment. And we all know what he's going to say. That's the rub right there, that he wasn't challenged. Like he said, no, 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 no. I'm asking a specific question. Donald Trump answered it again. He needed to bear down one more time. Those millions of dollars that you're talking about are those income tax. And he never did that. Right. Right. Or say, okay, Mr. President, you are not answering the question. I'm talking to you about federal income tax and you are conflating that with the other types of taxes. That's my pet peeve. That didn't happen one fucking time the whole night. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're going to move on. You're not answering the question. Right. Yeah. And offering a correction in real time and and highlighting, well, why isn't he answering the question? What is it about this question that he's not answering? Yeah. So so here we are. We're 50 minutes into the debate, roughly. Just under an hour into the debate. We've, you can tell, by the way, how far we've jumped in a short period of time because so much of it was bickering and Donald yeah. Trump just talking over everyone that we well, have. Let me let me chat, push back on that. I don't know that I would call it bickering because to me, bickering sounds like you need two to bicker. I it's, think he was bickering with Chris Wallace. Oh, yeah, that for sure. For sure he was. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Because Joe Biden's just trying to give an answer, yeah. and Donald Trump's talking over him, talking over him, talking over him. Yeah. So the title of this clip, I titled it, Chris Wallace Blows It. Mm. And it's, let me see here. It's three minutes and 45 seconds. I had to play a little bit to see how long it's going to be. I hope Chris Wallace is going to be okay. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I don't know, but I think based on what I titled it, 
I think he blows it. <laughs> I was asked to bring back Chrysler and General Motors. We brought them back right here in the state of Ohio and Michigan. He blew it. They're gone. He blew it. And in fact, they're going. Ohio out. had no, the best Chris year Wallace it's ever it. had last year. Michigan yeah. had the best year they've ever had. That is not Many true. car companies Never. came in from Germany, from Japan, no. went to Michigan, no. went to that's, Ohio. They're not having And they didn't Vice, come in with you. Mr. Vice President, go ahead. And so you take a look at what he's actually done. He's done very little. His trade deals are the same way. He talks about these great trade deals. You know, he talks about the art of the deal. China's made perfected the art of the steel. We have a higher deficit with China now than we did before. We have the highest deficit, trade deficit China with Mexico. Your lunch, that right, ate your lunch. China ate your lunch, Joe. And no wonder your son goes in and he takes out, he takes out billions of dollars takes out billions of dollars to manage. He makes millions of dollars. And also, Simply while we're at true. it, why Simply is it, just out of curiosity, the mayor of Moscow's wife gave your son three and a half million dollars. What did he true. do to deserve it? That what did he do with Barista to deserve $183,000? None of that is true. Not an answer. If not, none of that is true. Oh, really? Totally he didn't give no, million? Mr. President, it's he totally, Mr. President, please. Totally discredited. Totally discredited. And by the way, well, wait, he didn't get three and a half million dollars, Joe. Mr. Vice President, he got three and a half million dollars. It is not true. Oh, really, Mr. President? It's an it's an open discussion. Please, it's a fact. Well, you have raised an issue. Let the Vice President answer. Discredited. Did Barista pay him one hundred eighty-three thousand a month with no experience in energy? Mr. Look, President, my son did nothing wrong at Barista. I think he did, Mr. President. Let him answer. He doesn't want to let me answer because he knows I have the truth. His, his position has been totally, thoroughly discredited. By who? And you the media. By everybody. Well, by the, by media, the media, by our allies, by the World Bank, by, e by everyone has discredited. Matter of fact, it, matter of fact, Mr. even President, the people who testified under oath. So let me ask oath, you this. Henry, no, no, no go ahead, Mr. Every, I'm listening to you. People under, you got three he, and a half million testified, dollars from Moscow. Te he testified under oath in his administration, said, I did my job and I did it very well. Oh, really? I did it I'd honorably. Like to know who they are. Every, well, I'll give you the list I'll of the people them. who testified. No, no, go ahead, sir. Sure, you, you've already fired most of them because they did some a good job. Some people don't well, do a good here's job. The, with you, ahead, you the, the, wait a minute. You get the final word, Mr. Well, it's hard to get any word in with this clown. Excuse me. This, hey, hey this let me person. just say to you. No, no, no. Uh, Mr. President, three and a half Mr. million, President, Joe. That is simply. Why did not he deserve true. three and a half million it from did, Moscow? Look, here's the deal. We want to talk about families and ethics. I don't want to do that. I mean, his family, we could talk about all night. His family's my already... Family, no, 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 let him, my let family already lost wrote. a fortune by coming down and helping us with government. Ahead, and that's such a... Every single one of them lost this a fortune. This is not about my family or his family. It's about your family. They the American people. He doesn't... That's not true. It doesn't want to talk about what you need. You, the American people. It's about you. That's what we're talking about. All right, that's the end of the segment. We're moving on. He didn't take them. Well, Vice President, a, 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 no, can I be honest? It's a very important try to be honest. No, I, he I stood up. No, stood I, up, I, the answer to the question is no. Ukraine. It, no, I, sir. With a billion sir, dollars, if you that is if absolutely you know what, you're, wait, not stop. true. You're doing it. You're going to have tape. true. Gentlemen, is, <laughs> I hate to raise my voice, but it seems to be, why shouldn't I be different than the two of you? So here's the deal. point. We have. Again, the two of you. Yeah. Lumping in Joe Biden with that fucking shit show, that fiery dog turd, Donald Trump. 
It seems to me as a strategy, Donald Trump was trying to trip up Joe Biden on purpose to get him to stutter and get flustered. So then they could say, oh, yeah, melty brain Joe Biden descending into dementia didn't work, though. Mm -hmm. That's why I believe Joe Biden exceeded my expectations because he wasn't flustered. He didn't allow himself to get distracted by this fucking absolute bullshit yeah so politifact has an article on the the hunter biden 3.5 million dollars and there's a little section at the top that says if your time is short so let me just read these three bullet points tldr exactly (laughs) uh republican senate committee reports that a russian widow sent 3.5 million to a partnership co-founded by hunter biden Biden's lawyer says he did not co-found the partnership and had no stake in it. Democrats say they reviewed the Republicans' documentation and did not find a specific link to Hunter Biden. So they report that any details or proof about the alleged transaction lie with undisclosed documents cited in a report issued by the Republican majority on the Senate Finance and Homeland Security Committees. That report said that Biden and his business partner, Devin Archer, had a financial relationship with the widow of a man who had been mayor of Moscow until 2010. So this is a more concise way of putting what you were hearing Donald Trump say. You were hearing Moscow, Russia, 3.5 million, mayor. You're you're hearing the buzzwords, but he can't like cohesively bring things together to make an accusation. Well, they're, they're, what they're doing right now is a concerted effort is the Republican Party, even using Ratcliffe, um, the new uh, director of national intelligence, who is a liar when he was a U.S. attorney, saying that he made 300 arrests in one day. Liar. Dirty, filthy, partisan fucking liar. Hack. He's, re- he's declassifying things right now that are just sheer Russian propaganda. They're known to be Russian propaganda, and he's declassifying them as though they were gathered by the U.S. intelligence agencies to make them legitimate. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievably misuse. It's an unbelievable misuse of the American intelligence apparatus for political means. Here is where I think Joe Biden failed, and this is just one moment. His inability to challenge Donald Trump on his own connections with Russia— in this moment, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, To say, nice try, Trump, with your attempts at distraction. We're not talking about my son, Hunter Biden, right now. Let's talk about you. You're the president. What about your connections to Russia, right? Um, him turning around and talking about the taxes more is something that he could have done. He only brought it up one time. Yeah, well, I mean, here's the reason, is because Biden's not... A dirty trickster, the old, this, this new style of politics. That's why we need someone who's a little bit quicker on their feet and adaptable than Joe Biden. We don't got that though. Mm-hmm. We got old school guy who plays by old school rules and still views the world through old school guy eyes. Yeah. Well, that's a bummer. It seems like it would be yeah. nice if he could challenge Donald Trump's record because I think that that is something that is crucial in these debates. So you is, think, you think is it to was not a, just be on the defense constantly. You think it was a failure of debate prep? I'm, I'm not sure. I think their approach largely with debate prep, if I'm reading into what I saw is for him to speak directly to the American people, look into the camera a mm, lot, yeah. make appeals to emotionality by telling stories. There was one moment where he said, 
Did you wake up this morning and there was an empty chair in your house because you've lost a loved one due to COVID? There were many points where he pulled at the heartstrings. And I think those moments were effective. And I think they will be effective for many people because they haven't felt connected to a president in that way for a very long time. They were effective when Donald Trump wasn't inserting himself over the top of it. Yeah. And... There was another powerful moment where Joe Biden talked about his son, Bo Biden, and his service and how he wasn't a loser and he wasn't a sucker. And Donald Trump couldn't tolerate it. And he kept bringing it around to Hunter Biden. And he, he loves to bring up that Hunter Biden has struggled with addiction in the past. And Joe Biden powerfully spoke to that as well. He said, well, he, let me I, I have to interrupt because you're you're using empathetic, decent person language to apply to Donald Trump. He's not talking about how uh, Hunter Biden has struggled with addiction. He's like, yeah, he was a cokehead. He he doesn't use he's using the the harshest, most unsympathetic language there is. I don't remember what he said. Yeah. So I'm subbing in my description of it because yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember what his quote was and I don't want to misquote him. Yeah. Um, but that was another powerful moment where Joe Biden was was very strong in his response of yes. My son has struggled with addiction, and there's many Americans out there that struggled and still are struggling with addiction, Yeah, and I stand with them, and I have empathy for them. And that was a really powerful moment, because Donald Trump has used that to attack Joe Biden's son, which is disgusting. He leaned into it, though. He, he, he did the right thing. I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. So next, 71 minutes into the debate, here is the Antifa Proud Boys moment where Donald Trump is asked to condemn extremist groups, right wing extremist white supremacist groups, and he fucking refuses. You have repeatedly criticized the, the vice president for not specifically calling out Antifa and other left wing right. extremist groups. But are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups yeah. and to say that they need to stand down and not add to the violence in a number of these cities, as we saw in Kenosha and as we've seen in Portland. Sure, Are you I'm prepared to, to do specifically that, but do it? Well, I, would ahead, say, I would say almost everything I see is from the left wing, not from the right so wing. So what are you, what are you, you, what are you saying? I'm, I'm willing to do anything. I want to see well, peace. Then do it, sir. Say I'm, it. Do it. Say it. Do you want to call them? What do you want to call them? Give me a name. Give me a white name. White supremacists and white supremacists and white supremacists. Stand back and stand by. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Somebody's got to do something about Antifa and the left because this is not a right his wing own, problem. This is, this is a left wing. This is a left wing White supremacist. Antifa is an idea, not an organization. Oh, you got it. Not militia. That's what his FBI. His okay. FBI director Gentlemen, said. Well, then, you know what? No, 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 we're done, we're done sir. Everybody, we're moving on to the next. We're moving on to the next. That's not an idea. Everybody Antifa in your administration tells you the truth is a, has a bad idea. Can I tell you what? You have no idea. Antifa, Antifa is a dangerous radical All right, radical gentlemen, group. we're now moving on to the Trump and, and Biden records. They'll overthrow you. When a president, sense. I'm going to ask a question. When the president seeks a second term. Well, we hope. And then he he uncomfortably laughs. Right. I'm going to ask a question. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to you, Mr. President. I work for Fox News, everybody. Disgusting. Out of his element. Way out of his depth. Unprepared. But that moment is a big deal. 
that's going to reverberate for weeks and weeks and weeks. And maybe if they take their marching orders and run with them for years and years, this moment right here. Stand back and stand by. But I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, somebody's got to do something about Antifa and the left. I just love the the pause when Chris Wallace is saying, well, well, do it then. If you're you're saying you're willing to do it, but that's a different yeah. thing than doing yeah. it. So do it. And then Joe Biden is standing there saying, do it. Say it. And then every, it. everything is still and it's quiet and he feels like he's backed into a corner. And so he says, oh, OK, I'll do it. But what do you want me to call him? What yeah. should what is what is the what word should I say? I'm not good unless I'm given what to say. Right. And so they give him some things he could say since he apparently can't remember the phrase white supremacist. <laughs> And he says, proud boys, stand back and stand by, which is not a condemnation, Yeah, well, what which I, is not disavowing. Yeah, what I think he was trying to do in the moment was say, stand back, stand by, I'm going to do it. Stand by, I'm going to do it. But then pivots to Antifa. I think that that is wildly generous. You think so? On your part. Yeah. yeah. Especially with what we know about Donald Trump. And I, I, I know people struggle with this. Is he intentional and more sly than we know, or is he just a dumb guy who kind of falls into these traps? And I think he's far more manipulative and sly than people give him credit for. Mm. And I think he'll try to obviously explain it away because it's making waves right now on the yeah, internet. And, and he'll be he'll be called to the carpet to explain it, or Kaylee McEnany will. <laughs> right, right, right. And they'll make some sort of excuse, but they'll, they'll say, "Oh, it was so chaotic." Yeah. Because of Donald Trump who made it chaotic. But he took a beat. Yeah. And he had time yeah, yeah, to yeah. think about it. And you have the ability right then to condemn white supremacy. It's not fucking hard. And you didn't. And this has happened many times. I mean, it's, it's, come it, on. It's this It's this easy. Hey, Brittany, are Nazis bad? Yes. Yeah, they're bad. <laughs> That's it. Yes. Hey, are Proud Boys bad? Are they a white supremacist group? Yes. Yes, they are. Yes. Are they led by an avowed white supremacist, mm-hmm. chinless wonder, Gavin McInnes? <laughs> yes. Yes, they are. Who said the 14 words on multiple occasions on his show? Yes. They're fucking filthy, un-American pieces of garbage. And Donald Trump doesn't have the moral courage to say so. Because it's his base. That's his voter base. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Uh, I wish I had a ding, ding, ding. Tough to disavow the base. Yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, boo. So on to the next moment. Second oh, to last. Point. Wait, sorry. Oh, wait. Whoa. Joe Biden said Antifa is an idea, oh, yes. not an organization. Yeah. Go- fucking good for him. Listen, I-, I wonder if progressives are happy about that. I'm I have d- I've done a video about Antifa. Friend or foe. And I don't always agree with their tactics. And But the problem with Antifa is that it's not an organization. It's just a loose group of people who all share the same philosophy or a similar philosophy of anti-fascism. Do I think that they take it too far sometimes? And maybe when they're like, no, we're going to close off this street. Nobody can come down here. And then anybody who goes down the street. Anyway, there's been all... Listen. <laughs> I have my criticisms of individuals in Antifa. I do. But the overall, the 30,000 foot view of Antifa is a good one. They are anti-fascist. 
They're actually putting where the rubber fucking meets the road, getting down there and putting their bodies in the in, in the in the fray against assholes like Proud Boys, like Patriot Prayer, like these other ding dong groups. That's a good thing. Had there been more Antifa, maybe the Charlottesville thing would have been a little bit different. And maybe someone named Heather Heyer would still be with us. Who knows? But on the whole, Antifa is a good, good thing. Not a radical anarchist group that's trying to fucking kill everybody. They pose no danger to regular Americans. Unless you're a Nazi. In which case, you're not a regular American. You're a fucking Nazi. Anyway. Moving on. Second to last clip. This is that why you moment. The why you moment that Biden got to answer, but because Donald Trump was creating such chaos, he was never asked to answer the question. Looking at both your records, why should voters elect you president as opposed to President Trump? You have two minutes uninterrupted. Under this president, we become weaker, sicker, poor, more divided, and more violent. When I was vice president, we inherited a recession. I was asked to fix it. I did. We left him a booming economy, and he caused a recession. With regard to being weaker, the fact is that I've gone head-to-head with Putin and made it clear to him we're not going to take any of his stuff. He's Putin's puppy. He still refuses to even say anything to Putin about the bounty on the heads of American soldiers. Your son got and three no, no, no. million dollars. Your, and Mr. by the way, Mr. President, my son. Mr. Wait a minute. Mr. President, your campaign agreed to both sides would get two-minute answers uninterrupted. Well, your, your side agreed to it. And why don't you observe what your campaign agreed to as a ground rule, okay, sir? He never keeps his word. Can you add no, back, no, 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 I'm not asking this. That was a rhetorical question. Can you go ahead, back sir. 30 seconds? Yeah, because, yes, okay. you may have. All right. Go ahead. So, thirdly, we're poor. The billionaires have gotten much, much more wealthy by a tune of over four, three to $400 billion more just since COVID. You and the home, you got less. You're in more trouble than you were before. In terms of being more violent, when we were in office, there were 15% less violence in America than there is today. He's president of the United States. It's on his watch. And with regard to more divided, the nation can't stay divided. We can't be this way. And speaking of my son, the way you talk about the military, the way you talk about them being losers and being and, 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 and just being suckers, my son was in Iraq. He spent a year there. He got the, he got the Bronze Star. He got the Conspicuous Service Medal. He was not a loser. He was a patriot. And the people left behind okay. there were heroes. Really? And I resent Are you talking like about Hunter? Hell. Are you talking about I'm Hunter? I'm talking about my son, Bo Biden. You're talking about I don't about know. I don't know, Bo. I know Hunter. Yeah, Hunter, you know, got well. thrown, Hunter got thrown out of the military. He was thrown out, dishonorably discharged. That's not true. It wasn't dishonorably. cocaine use. And he didn't have a job until you became vice president. Once you None became of that vice president, he made a fortune in Ukraine, in China, in Moscow, that is simply and various not other places. True. He my made son, a fortune. Gentlemen, my son. And he didn't have a job. My son, like a lot of people, like a lot of people we know at home, had a drug problem. 
He's overtaken it. He's, he's, he's fixed it. He's worked on it. And I'm proud of him. But why I'm was he giving tens son. of millions right. of dollars? But he wasn't giving right. tens of millions of dollars. That is totally, totally discredited. We've, both, we've already been through this. I think the American people would rather hear about more substantial so subjects. Well, you know, as the moderator, sir, I'm going to make a, know, a judgment call here. Three and a half million okay, dollars right. from the Let's mayor of Moscow. Let's talk about not true. true. That thing. report is totally Why discredited. I, I, I Mitt think, Romney on that committee said it wasn't worth taxpayers' that, money, that report. It was written for political yeah, reasons. You know, I'd like to talk about climate change. So would I. Okay. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. Um, any- so so I, I take back what I said. It seemed like a pretty smooth debate all around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think that those were strong moments from Biden, though. And there's only so much you can do when Donald Trump has zero control. and Self-control or otherwise. <laughs> right. No one can control him. He's not controlling himself. It's just a nightmare. And if they're not going to be cutting his mic... When he breaks the rules repeatedly and refuses to listen and refuses to let other people speak, then I don't know what the point is of actually having these debates because it really is just a rally for him. Didn't Wolf Blitzer, right when they came out, said this might be the last debate that we see from these presidential candidates? I didn't hear that. Is that what he said? Something along those lines. There's two more scheduled, is there not? I believe the vice presidential debate is scheduled for October 7th. Hmm. And I don't know about any debates after that. Huh. Well. But that this clip you just played, the whole point of that is Chris Wallace forgot to ask the question of Donald Trump yeah, that he exactly. asked of Joe Biden. Yeah, and then I forgot. Because he was so flustered. Yeah, yeah. And we're so flustered because, oh my God, what just happened? Yeah, but I wanted to hear. the. Listen, we were owed an answer from Donald Trump. Why you, motherfucker? Why you? After all that you've done. Now, we know what the answer would have been and how it would have gone. It would have been the same kind of fucking meandering nonsense that he gives that doesn't really give an answer. And, and it establishes lies as, as fact and China and whatever, fucking idiot. Well, maybe his answer, if we're reading into it, is that he's not Hunter Biden. <laughs> Wait, your son? You mean Hunter Biden? Uh, goddamn. Yeah. Anyway, last clip. Also, if we're talking about projection, because we're talking about how uh, on the last show that now he's accusing Joe Biden of using drugs when Donald Trump has there's been rumors that he's on drugs. Now there are accusations that Don Jr. is on cocaine because of his recent television appearances. And now Donald Trump is accusing Joe Biden's son of using cocaine. Yeah, l- listen. It's just a lot. Listen, I'm always hesitant to jump into that fucking murky water about the Don Jr. on Coke thing. I'll make jokes about it or whatever, but I've been watching him today as multiple media appearances that started in the fucking seven o'clock hour on on Fox News. And I don't know. Pretty fucking weird. Kind of cokey. Not there. Don't know. But not normal. Mm-hmm. Not great. Anyway, I, not I, fucking great. I think some of the 
I think some of the commentary that I see sometimes borders on problematic yeah, and not, feeding not into for stigma me, though. a little bit. Not for me. No, but I'm saying I, I think some of the comments that I see, if, if we're going to be critical of the way that Donald Trump has weaponized Hunter Biden's addiction against him, then I just think yeah, sometimes I'll, it's important to right. be a little cautious, for I guess. Sure, I, I understand. But when people are actively trying to malign addicts who are in possibly, allegedly, also in that behavior... It's the same with gay dudes who who work actively against gay rights and then people say, oh, you can't call them out. You can't out them. You can't, you know what I mean? I just, I, I, if you're a hypocrite about it, then fuck you. You're, you're free game, man. We'll put it in big, biblical terms. If you're not willing to deal with the plank in your eye before addressing, uh, calling out your neighbor for the speck in his eye, well, then you know what? It's, it's open season. So, and I don't know. I don't know anything about. Uh, I, I mean, I'm largely making a joke here about Don Jr. But it's just calm the fuck down, guy. Well, and I. I mean, honestly, I don't care all that much about Don Jr. I feel like I've dedicated enough time to speaking about him uh, already. But I, I think another point that I just thought of while we were talking about it is in Donald Trump's opening, one of his opening remarks about COVID. He mentioned the additional deaths that are unaccounted for related to things like addiction and suicide. And then he goes on to weaponize addiction against Joe Biden's son. Now, those things are very inconsistent. Are you going to be a compassionate leader and highlight the tragic losses that have occurred as a result of the economic collapse that we're experiencing due to your mishandling of the coronavirus, which have resulted in numerous deaths from addiction and suicide clearly not yeah clearly not so i mean it's it's tragic all around so final clip here we are once again another example of donald trump telling joe biden that oh there you go you're you lost the radical left they didn't happen before they're because of global warming we make up 15 percent of the world's problem we in fact but the rest of the world, we've got to get them to come along. That's why we have to get back into, back into the Paris Accord. All right, gentlemen. Well, wait we... a minute, Chris. So why didn't he do it for 47 years? You were vice president. Why didn't you get the world? China sends up real. <laughs> Hang on. Is he asking Joe Biden why he didn't get America into the Paris Accord, the Paris Climate Change Accord, 47 years ago? Is that really what he's asking? Seems like a fair question. <laughs> hey, Joe Biden, why didn't you do something about uh, climate change 47 years ago when really no one was sounding alarm bells about it? Why didn't you do that? Why weren't you psychic, Joe Biden, as a newly, freshly junior elected senator from Delaware? Dirt into the air. Russia does, India does, they all do. We're supposed to be good. And by the way, he made a couple of statements 
The Green New Deal is a hundred trillion dollars. That is not, not my billion. plan. That's the Green uh, well, New you want to Deal rebuild every is building. not my plan. I want to rebuild right. everything. If he knew anything about he made a statement about the military. He said I said something about the military. He and his friends made it up, and then they went with it. I never said it. Okay, that is what he did. He said he called the military stupid bastards. I said it on tape. He said stupid bastards. Stop. I would never say that. Play it. Go ahead. Mr. You're Vice President, uh, answered his his final question. The final question is, I can't remember which of all his ranties. <laughs> I'm having a little trouble myself. But, uh, and, and about the economy and about this question of what it's going to cost. The, the, economy, the economy. I mean, the Green New Deal the, and the idea the, of what, what the, your the environmental changes deal, will do. The Green New Deal will pay for itself as we move forward. We're not going to build plants that, in fact, are great polluting plants. But do you We're support build the Green New Deal? Pardon me? Do you support No, I don't support the Green oh, New Deal. Oh, you don't? Oh, well, well that's a big that, statement. I support that means the, you just the radical left. I, su I support oh, the don't. Biden plan that I put forward. Okay. The Biden plan, which is different than what he calls the radical Green New Deal. All right, gentlemen, final segment. If you're wondering about that throwaway line that Donald Trump threw in there, which was this was just his his approach to the debate. And, and he famously avoids debate prep because he yeah. feels that he's good on his feet. And, yeah, yeah. and his approach here was just to throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. And one of the things that he brought up was this footage that was leaked of Joe Biden speaking to the troops in 2016. And during this speech, he makes a joke and he says, notwithstanding what you may hear about me, I have incredibly good judgment. One, I married Jill. And two, I appointed Johnson to the Academy. I just want you to know that. And then there's a moment of silence and he says, clap for that, you stupid bastards. And he's joking. And he goes on to say, after he makes the bastards comment, Man, you are a dull bunch. Must be slow here, man. So he's clearly joking. And whether or not they were upset by that, who knows? But that's what Donald Trump is referring to, that uh, Joe Biden called the troops bastards and that Donald Trump would never do that. Yeah, it right. was so bad of him to do that. Um, two things. One, Donald Trump has said worse things. Donald Trump has done worse things related to the troops, but also... Shut the fuck up, Joe Biden. You No. You don't get to make jokes and call troops stupid bastards. You didn't earn it. You didn't serve. Shut your fucking mouth. All right. You feel strongly about that. Uh, just, it, it's politicians, anybody. Listen, if you have a family member who serves, so you think it gives you the cred, if, if you're one of those people who who, who, oh, I've got an uncle who served, so I, I vicariously served. It's the same thing. It's not the same thing. If John McCain was up there and given a speech to some troops, said, hey, clap, you stupid bastards. Right on. He's one of them. Hmm. You don't get it if you didn't do it. Mm -hmm. So it, it does bother me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's flippant. It's disrespectful. And uh, it, it's uh, presumptuous. How about that? But... It's not it's not a problem that we shouldn't elect him as president. It's it's certainly not something Donald Trump should be bringing up because he has done worse, said worse and um, debilitated our military worse. He is he is 
uh, precipitating a white supremacy movement that is that is growing in the military. It's a fucking problem. Well, and on that note, here's what bothered me the most about this entire thing. And it was the political commentators that were on prior to the debate. Now, they were saying things like this is this is Joe Biden's time to prove to the American people that he's presidential and that he can do the job. And I'm I'm holding my head in my hands, asking out loud if we're doing this again. We were pre-gaming with CNN as well. Yeah, and and listen, we know. We know who Donald Trump is. We know what he is. We know what to expect. We know he's not presidential. These are the two choices that we have before us. So what are you talking about, that this is Joe Biden's chance to prove that he can do the job, to prove that he's presidential? Listen, that would have been something appropriate to say if it was fucking Pete Buttigieg and Donald Trump on the stage. Mm -hmm. Prove that the mayor of South Bend, Indiana, can be presidential. Ah, I get that. Mm -hmm. But we've seen Donald Trump for almost four years. We've watched him say Nazis and and and, and, and counter-protesters, good good people on both sides. We've seen it. We've seen his behavior um, pay for play, quid pro quo with foreign leaders trying to interfere in our election. We've watched it. We've seen the obstruction of justice, all of the, the, the nonsense and the madness with Donald Trump. So to, to act like tonight's the night, equal footing for Joe Biden and Donald Trump is fucking stupid. Yeah, so I, I think it's important to not just be a smart consumer of the debate, but also the media surrounding the debate. So just be aware of some of those things that commentators might say and evaluate it, sit with it for a minute. And let's do our best to try not to do a replay of the last election. Yeah, because there isn't, it isn't level playing field here. It's, it's not. It's not, it's not, you know, oh, well, you've got one guy on the, on the screen who says climate change is not real. You got another one who says it is real. Let's weigh the evidence based on what they say. Right. It's not that. Yeah. It's, it, it's not, oh, Donald Trump and his science, his one science guy says masks are a problem mm-hmm. when the fucking mountain of other individuals say, wear a mask, it's safe. Right. Anyway, and th- this is what they're doing with Donald Trump and Joe Biden. It's a problem. It's a fucking problem. Yeah. Although after the debate, I will say they didn't do that. There was yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sea change in their opinions. It was pretty, it was pretty uniform. <laughs> Even Van fucking, board. I mean, I don't know why I expect any difference from Van Jones, but he was taking part in this bullshit. Today... Donald Trump became president of the United States. I was going to say, he's the one who said that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Fuck. A little scary. Anyway, we'd love to know what you think. 657-464-7609. Of course, you can always email a voice memo from your smartphone to idoubtit at dollamore.com. We love you guys. We appreciate you. We are a listener-supported, listener-produced program right here. We'd love for you to consider being a patron. Go to dollamore.com slash Patreon, and there you can choose your tier. You can get a sticker in some tiers. You can have live Zoom hangout calls with us twice a month and others. There's some good stuff there, but, 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 but you can also know that you're helping support move the conversation forward. You're helping produce a platform and a program that you yourself can have your, your, your voice and your opinion amplified. We love you guys. See you next time. For Brittany Page, I'm Jesse Dollimore, and this has been I Doubt. It.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.